podcasting from sunny and spiritual AF San Diego. This is Nutrition for the Soul, a holistic hub for all my women looking to clear the noise when it comes to their health and well-being. I'm your host, Nia, holistic nutritionist, wellpreneur, and just a girl here to serve and learn on this journey with you. Welcome back to the show, or welcome if this is your first episode tuning into the show. Haven't been on here in a couple of weeks, but I really just wanted to be super intentional with what I am creating, and I don't want to just be creating from my butt, (laughs) and I want to make content that is actually relevant. So had a little bit of a lull in my inspiration, but now I'm back, and I want to talk to you today about the chakras. But before we get into that, I'm going to draw you a card. So part of this show is bringing spirituality and marrying it with concepts of nutrition and physical health because it all intertwines and it all matters if you're trying to feel good, look good, and be your best self in this world, whether that's in your career or just in your personal relationships and on your wellness journey. If you're trying to heal from things like depression, um, food and body issues, or just emotional traumas. We must have these pieces of the puzzle, mind, body, soul, interrelated. So I love intertwining spirituality for that reason. I used to really shy away from it, but it's just so freaking necessary that I don't even care if people think I'm weird or think it's unnecessary because I'm just so ingrained in this belief. And it's a confidence that I've built. And um, hopefully I can teach you things through this show. Um, That's truly my main goal with Nutrition for the Soul is... Um, making spiritual concepts and holistic wellness, true holistic wellness, uh, less woo-woo and more approachable. So with that being said, let me go ahead and draw you a card. So as always, I draw from my main deck that I use. I have a ton of decks, but this is my main baby. I don't want anybody touch it so it only has my energy so whenever I ask it questions which always the question I ask before I draw a card um, for this show is what does the collective need to hear when this episode airs so I draw from the psychic tarot deck Um, it's by John Holland it's a blue covered box I drew the number nine Um, if that resonates with anybody it's a red border so it's related to the root chakra so this Chakra is the chakra responsible for safety, stability, groundedness, and we'll get more into that actually later because that's what this episode is all about. Um, But so let me read the message for you. It's kind of like a guy with his arms wide open. There's fruit, money, water, looks like tons of resources, and from his crown, um, there's light behind him. So it's like he's receiving this... uh, abundance from the universe via his chakra system which is kind of cool because it is fitting and it says material harvest on it and I'll read the little booklet that comes with it to give you more context to the card so one of the laws of the universe is what you sow you reap this card states that this is your time to reap the harvest you've worked hard for and so rightly deserve this last physical card denotes self-mastery self-sufficiency independence security and the art of enjoying what you strived for you've done the hard work learn the lessons along the way and use them to prosper in all areas of your life The number nine also means endings. Not that good fortune necessarily stops, but do honor yourself as you finish up or celebrate the completion of projects. This would be the perfect time to look ahead and use the wisdom you've gained to think about what else you want to achieve. Consider smart investments and ponder ideas that show your profitable potential. Congratulations on your success. You've earned it. 
And <laughs> I think I've said this on maybe an episode. I can't recall. Uh, I listened to my episode sometime just to catch up on what I last chatted about. But I know I've been talking about it on social media that this year has been about so many lessons and I don't know about you, but I started 2019 thinking like, this is my year, like I'm gonna make it, um, whatever that freaking means. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna achieve all my financial goals, my spiritual goals, and um, all the things that like I've been working toward, they're gonna happen this year. And to some extent that was true, but not really. It was more like a foundational year. Like I literally felt like the universe took me by my ankles, shook me upside down and was like, all right, here's all the shit you need to deal with. If you want those things, we're happy to give them to you, but you have to get this shit in order first, Nia. <laughs> and that is like the most like spot on accurate depiction or representation of this year for me. So when I read that card right now, I was thinking like, yeah, like I am starting now. Like it's fall. I mean, as of last weekend, Sunday was the first day of fall. And I'm recording this um, the last Sunday of September. So fall to me is just like so abundant. I think of like cornucopias, like filled with like pumpkins and all the food that we consume during this time. It's kind of gluttonous, but it's just like a season to remind us of like what this like what we do why we do what we do so we were hustling and bustling all summer long we kind of now are like tapering down the year and it's like oh so we can enjoy the the fruits of our labors all that hard work whether it was emotional or physical that you did um it's now time to enjoy it and I really start to I'm personally starting to feel that in my own life and I know a lot of people around me are like yes it's starting to pay off (laughs) I felt tortured I felt challenged but I got through it so hopefully you've been doing the work and hopefully you're reaping the benefits to all the hard work that you um, have done the past nine ten months so with that being said, let's get into what a chakra is, what's Reiki, and um, I'll talk a little bit about the challenge that I'm hosting um, starting on October 7th, and um, this is going to be ongoing for the next seven weeks. You can pop in and out as you um, want to, um, but highly recommend you participate as much as you can. It's just going to be me posting things through Instagram and on my Facebook group, which is connected to this podcast called Nutrition for the Soul on Facebook. And um, I think this is a great episode for you to start at so you can understand what a chakra is. So if you do not know, I am a Reiki master. Um, and basically that means that I can give and receive. Everyone can receive Reiki. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I can give Reiki to others, but I can also teach it. So I've achieved mastery level of Reiki and I'm Usui trained. There's multiple modalities or lineages, I should say, of Reiki. And Usui is the lineage that started in Japan. Um, The only other lineage that I've personally like delved into or have seen other than Usui is Holy Fire. And I have no idea how it's different than um, Usui, um, which is the pretty common one here in San Diego because it started in San Diego, I'm sorry, Japan, and then it moved to Hawaii. And then the teacher from that received the teachings from Japan 
moved to San Diego. So that's why you might, and this is only my assumption, why we see San Diego being a lot more spiritual than most cities in San uh, California. I mean, LA is pretty woo-woo and out there, but I remember moving here five, six years ago and thinking like, wow, like spirituality is pretty normal here. And other parts of California weren't as like caught up to it, especially like the West Coast. I feel like now like the West Coast more so than the East Coast, if we're comparing coasts, um, is more spiritually open. Uh, So um, that's a little bit of a background. There's more history related to Reiki. But um, I'm going to just get into the basics of what Reiki is. Okay, so Reiki is really just the universal life force of love. And that is probably like the most woo-woo-est thing. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, Let me break it down for you. This is like the easiest way I'm able to explain it to people who receive Reiki in like my yoga classes or who come to me to get trained. It is think of when you get like your hair brushed um, by like your mom or someone or someone that plays with your hair and you do it yourself and it doesn't feel good. So that's the same thing with Reiki. So basically when you're getting your hair brushed and you're feeling like those yummy sensations and it just kind of gives you like tingliness and you're like, ah, don't stop. Um, That is Reiki. That is an exchange of energy. So when we do it to ourselves and we're like, oh, it doesn't feel good. It's the same thing. When I give myself Reiki, it doesn't feel as good or as powerful as when someone else because I'm so used to my energy. So the way you can see it is the body being a vessel for energy. So say I'm giving Reiki to you through my palms. I would lightly either touch um, somewhere along the body. And honestly, it's just really intuitive. It's nowhere invasive. So I'm not touching you near like your genitals or anywhere else like that. Um, usually along the chakras and we'll get into that in a second. Um, and I can hover as well and you can still feel the energy just as powerful. In fact, it's kind of cool because you can play with it, like dragging it up and down and you'll feel all sorts of sensations. So it might feel like tingliness, like I explained um, with the hairbrush example. Um, It could feel hot, cold. You could start to get visions. It could feel like you're feeling lots of pressure. There's really no right or wrong way to experience Reiki. And ultimately, it should feel good. If it does not feel good, which I've never experienced with anyone, um, that's an indicator that maybe the energy um, is not coming from a light source or maybe there's like a really uncomfortable blockage that you've not dealt with and maybe it's not the right time to deal with it. Um, That would be another discussion uh, because that, again, is nothing I've ever dealt with. So at the end of the day, Reiki should feel good. So if you go get a treatment, I'm sure you can Google Reiki, whatever your hometown is, and find a practitioner. If you're in San Diego, hit me up because um, I'm getting more into that spiritual side. I hid it for so long or just like brought droplets of it to my business. And I'm just like so rejuvenated coming back to why I started my whole business, Eclectic Wellness. Um and why I started this podcast. So I'm just really excited and pumped to share all this juicy goodness with you on this episode. So um, if you receive a Reiki session, just know it's going to feel good. There's nothing to feel scared about. And a good Reiki practitioner um, cleanses the energy between sessions. So um, you can see this done with sage, palo santo, prayer, um, other ways you can do that. Those are the most common ways that are very easy and accessible. 
Um, and to give Reiki, they should be trained because it teaches you the ways to keep the practice safe. But technically, we give and receive Reiki every single day when we give someone a handshake, when we give them a hug, when we go into a room, we can understand and receive energy. And we're like, oh, like those people were just arguing. Or why is it so awkward? And everyone's like, oh, no, everything's fine. And you just know, like, that's energy. So everything is energy. And getting now into the chakras, there's seven main chakras and they align against the spine, but technically we have chakras everywhere on the body. So the seven chakras start from the root, the base of your spine, so the last three vertebrae, and they go all the way up to your crown. And we'll get into those individually in a second, but I just want to let you know, like I said, there's more chakras than that. Those are just the seven main energetic centers. And I'm sure you've seen this if you've ever been in like a spiritual shop or just have seen spiritual like memes on the internet and have seen like the rainbow orbs that kind of line up like a person meditating, those are chakras. So there can be chakras on the hands, the feet, but we don't really talk about those because um, those are, I, you'll discover that they're there because again, you can receive and give energy through a lot of different ways. Like you can carry energy in your knees and your ankles and your feet, but those aren't the main seven chakras. So I'm just going to keep it to the main seven chakras because chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably a beginner or new to all this. And especially if you're taking the challenge with me over the next seven weeks or on this journey with me, I want you to really have an understanding of what we're going through. And chakra by chakra over the next seven weeks, I will go into really deep detail for each one, spending one week on each chakra. But I'll just give you a, a brief overview of what Reiki is, how it plays in, and how each chakra pertains to it. So the word Reiki literally translates into two different phrases. So Rei, R-E-I, is the natural spirit the holy or the gift, and then ki, K-I, translates into vital energy or feeling. So a natural spirit or in vital energy, um, natural spirit of vital energy. I'm trying to combine the two so it makes sense. Um, the known translation of Reiki is the universal life force, like I began this podcast episode explaining it by, but there are so many. So guidance from Haidus, intelligent of all is them. Um, one of the definitions you might hear, um, it's kind of similar to like a battery charging, like boosting the electrical system of a human body. Um, that's kind of a really like if you're a visual learner like that's how you can view reiki um it's also could be like the ability and method to use this energy for the greater good could translate to as just love like there is the only thing that is real is love and there's only an absence of love when we experience fear or blockages or imbalances um it's basically available at any time and there's no tools needed to access it because it's just energy. And again, our bodies being the vessels, that's all we need. Um, and to me, it's an energy that heals the healer first and then heals others. So hopefully when you're getting and rece receiving Reiki from a practitioner, they've done the work <laughs> uh, because they become a better healer that way. Um, so sometimes, uh, <laughs> I mean... I've been around the block and I've seen some healers that uh, don't practice what they preach and probably don't cleanse their space as well. And I'm not picking on anyone. So just remember that when you, 
do set yourself up to receive a Reiki session like from an individual because I'm hoping that you experience it. <laughs> and you can do a distance, by the way, and it feels just as good. So if you want to do it with me as well, um, you can because we can do it over line, that Zoom call. But um, make sure that you realize that the main thing to me that I want people to realize is that you are responsible for your healing journey. <laughs> the end. So when you're receiving Reiki, like you can't just sit there and think about negative things or your to-do list or what do you have to go to the grocery store for afterwards. You really need to focus on like how you can take these tools and apply them in your life. Um, so with that said, I want to dive in to um, what actually our chakras and how we can use them to help us heal in this next seven weeks together. So it's important to realize that a chakra is a generator of energy and if it's healthy and balanced, um, it will allow the next chakra to spin to create a flow of energy in the body. So think of like a circuitry system. So talking again about those main seven chakras, if one, say the first chakra, it's not spinning, it's imbalanced, there's a lack of energy in it then it's going to probably already slow down and it's going to have a hard time activating that second chakra. And then that second chakra is going to have to go into overtime to make up because the first one isn't, if that kind of makes sense. Um, So each chakra is representative of its own focus and how we connect to the universe. So with the seven main chakras we work with, but like I said, there's more than that. And there are... um, tons of other generator energy generators or centers within the body like I mentioned a few of them are in your feet your hands your ankles your knees and it could be things from a spiritual context that you can create blockages or physical injury so when I was younger um example here um I always was spraining my ankles I don't know why like I remember one time I just pulling up my pants and tripping on my shoes and I really sprained my ankle and then one time I broke my ankle and then I one time I broke my foot like even all the way through college I just always like on crutches I felt like at some point in life um and I got a healing the other day and she's like you have a lot of like fragmented stuck old energy she's like I feel like it's like from injuries and I'm like oh I always like sprung my ankles and um I even broke it one time and she's like oh like it just like extra energy so it's kind of like energetic scar tissue that can come from old injury so if you injured your knee a lot as a kid or like had a really bad energy uh, injury in your wrist or something like that and you have like constant pain and like maybe it's a blockage of energy that's not healed so you can get Reiki for um your wrist injury that's like chronic and there's no fix for it uh another story um I when I first got Reiki trained I did it as a requirement to uh teach for my friend's studio she wanted every teacher to be um Reiki trained I was like you know what this could be another tool in my toolbox like okay, I'm down. And I remember receiving my training and I was like, I don't know, like, how am I going to explain this to people? I'm not sure I fully believe it. And I think it's just because I had never experienced it for myself. Um, and then I would just like kind of lightly touch people and not really exp- uh, explaining that I was getting Reiki. Um, which is probably really bad now that I'm thinking about it <laughs> because you should ask people. Um, so don't, do that. (laughs) Um, but 
I might have asked because she did. Come, the woman came up to me after and said, "You know, I would pay you for to give that uh, treatment for me on a private setting." And I'm like, uh, "Okay." So I think she paid me like thirty bucks for twenty minutes after each class, and I would just give her little bit of Reiki at the end. She had a chronic hip injury and she's like, I would go to chiropractors, physical therapists, all this and that. And they would do all this stuff. And I would still like be in pain. She's like, but after you gave me Reiki, I was able to sit in an airplane to Hawaii without any like needing to walk up and get up and walk around and loosen my hip. She's like, I was completely fine. I don't have pain anymore. Like what the hell did you do? So that to me was like what solidified, like, holy shit, this works. So try it out (laughs) if you have any like chronic injuries that are just unexplainably like not able to get healed. So the first chakra that we'll start at, and this is again, something that we will really dive into um, over the next seven weeks is represented by the color red. And this is our root chakra. So um, this is known as the Muladhara, and I do not speak Sanskrit well. <laughs> um, and Sanskrit uh, is the language like of yoga, like the Indian language of yoga. I um, don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, and this chakra is pertaining to um, feelings of safety, uh, really feeling secure, earthy, grounded. It's where the last three vertebra of the spine are. So a lot of like real life challenges that we face when we have imbalances with the root root chakra would be issues of money, not trusting that it's going, um, that you're going to be supported by the universe. If you have any like issues of like safety and trust with your parents, whether that was like one not being present or just trust issues in general, um, this could also show up as you being scattered and anxious and not feeling grounded that really think of like roots growing from this. Like this is what grounds and secures you down in this energetic, this physical world on an energetic um, realm. So, um, just sitting down, laying down, um, doing yoga, certain yoga poses, and there's poses that are attached to each chakra. So, um, you can Google that. some meditations and some recipes that really go with it because nutrition really plays a role and this is where you can balance it but a lot of emotional healing is really related to this so um how can you find more rooted and groundedness maybe it's through therapy maybe it's through grounding techniques um things that make you feel safe and secure maybe it's really diving in and understand where that you feel like you can't trust people maybe you can't trust your body we'll go really deep into this with this next seven weeks the second chakra is our Svaristhana, and this is located about right beneath the belly button where the hips, the low back, um, where our genitals are, male or female, and this is where our sexuality is. It's represented by the color orange, So, and it's important to note that that first chakra is earth energy, so like I said, roots growing from it. The second chakra is about flow, about allowing and receiving things in our life. So it's not enough to just say, okay, I want X, Y, Z, and I'm just gonna like 
surrender and I trust. Um, You have to believe that you are worthy of it. And then you also have to know that like, okay, I allow myself to receive because that sounds so silly, but like there might be blockages that you think like, oh, I really don't want all that money because I don't trust myself with it because maybe my root chakra is imbalanced. So really like diving into like your sexuality and understanding like what you feel about like your body, like as a woman, um, sometimes we have really weird relationships with our vagina and I don't mean to be TMI because that shouldn't be TMI because everyone, woman, um, has them. I, I'm most, I should say. Um, but like, this is a personal journey that I've dealt with. Like, what is like, are you, is it weird for you to talk about sex? Is it weird to talk about your genitals or like have these conversations with other women? Um, does this make you feel shameful or embarrassed? I know that like for many years, I like was super shameful or embarrassed. So imbalances that might show up is like a lack of libido or feeling like shameful of your body, um, feeling uh, like you don't believe that you're worthy and feeling blocks in creativity. And this is related to water. So like I said, flow. Um, I would imagine someone like dancing and moving so freely and comfortable in their body being super balanced and that and really finding this like sense of worthiness. So this is where like deep, deep emotional healing is really necessary because they say, (laughs) and they meaning like science and research says that we store trauma and past pain and emotions in our hips. So I've never met anyone who's like, I have the most open hips. And I always say that in a yoga class and I get a few laughs and it's so true because Um, our hips are like how we protect like our low back and like our spine and there's muscles there that literally that literally do that for us but if they're too tight then we might find that we're really rigid in our bodies and they can show up physically again in ailments that like back pain again that's not explained so that's one way to uh, view the chakra and this chakra right here is also um, with related to the energy of money and receiving it so a abundance is what I think of when I think of this chakra and again dancing finding ways to be creative finding ways to just be so if you're an entrepreneur or someone who constantly works you're like oh I have to do it I don't trust that the uh, the universe is going to give it to me and maybe you're not consciously saying that but you feel like you really have to play like a huge step and like you don't trust that things will just come and flow on their own and there's lots of control um, that comes from that lack of trust and, um, you not surrendering and you not letting go. So really rigid beliefs. So I think of tight hips, type A personality, um, um, opening up the hip and stretching them and, um, really digging deep to that emotional trauma. And that is not an easy, and that might be a lifelong journey. Um, but it, layer by layer you can explore and dive deep into this Um, the next chakra is our solar plexus so this is our powerhouse right above the belly button underneath the rib cage it's our belly and this is where sense of worthiness comes from our confidence our willpower so this is really masculine energy and it's symbolized by fire so we need that masculine energy to push us forward, to hold us through and make us accountable on our goals, but we don't need it to take over. So we can have an 
overactive uh, chakra here as if you are someone that's just like, go, 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 or imbalance if you feel that you're unconfident or unworthy. You ever notice that we tend to like as women, I'm not sure I've seen this so much in men, but like, I know I do this all the time and my husband points it out is I'll put like my purse in front of my stomach or I'll cross my arms in front of my stomach. We're really insecure of our stomachs as women because this is our powerhouse. We cover our hips and our low belly because those are areas where both masculine and feminine energy live. And for so long, because we live in a patriarchy, patriarchal society uh, women weren't the dominator <laughs> the people of power and um, something that's like really interesting to uh like reflect upon is something I was told by a business coach this year that women weren't fully allowed to have their own bank account without their husband's permission until the early 70s that's fucking insane like just 40 years ago uh, probably I should ask my grandma if she had to go to the bank with my grandpa's permission. <laughs> um, that's insane. I could not imagine that. That wasn't so long ago. Um, so realize that like these are ancestral things that we're coming from. So sometimes like even though you're like, I'm working on this, I'm doing all the work and yet I feel like that I'm still imbalanced or if you're familiar with the chakra system, sometimes the energy just simply is not yours. That's where energy healing comes in play where you get to do that deep, deep, deep work, but you don't spiritually bypass it. You do the work and you assist with that energy coming out through practices like nutrition and movement and journaling, etc. So moving along, um, we come into the heart chakra, and that's the anahata, and that's symbolized by a green color. So I'm not sure if I said the sec that last one was a yellow, so now um, we're getting into that green. The heart, this is a space of love, but not romantic love so much as it is self-love, self-compassion. Some people say that this is where the soul resides, so follow your heart. We hear sayings like that all the time. Another one that we hear a lot is trust your gut, because that's that powerhouse um so this being a really other um sensitive vulnerable space think of how we carry a lot of weight in our shoulders we kind of create layers to block this energetically because our hearts are so sensitive and we don't want them broken we try to protect ourselves and we create stress in our lives maybe to protect it um, we have tight shoulders or injuries there if maybe there's blockages there. Um, we lack self-love or lack self-care um, to really take care of this chakra and make it feel balanced. When this is in balance, like we feel a deep, deep sense of self-love, not tied to how our body looks. Our body is a reflection of how open the chakra is, how much we love and appreciate ourselves, our body, our souls, our minds. And um, I always like to associate roses with this chakra. So I always keep roses um, in my mind when I'm thinking about healing this. And I'll, again, through this journey, um, I'll provide love and um, meditation and visualizations in this way to help you and kind of give you my best tools and tricks to really find help you find balance with the chakra because as women this this can be really tough to feel balanced and to for us to express our hearts powerfully and moving along we have that throat chakra the visuja and this is a blue area 
um, that is symbolized, the color blue symbolizes the chakra. Our throat chakra means where our throat and neck is. And I like to think of this like as the passageway into the upper chakras, but also like it's an ex how we express ourselves. So it's like this passageway that leads to communication. So how we communicate to ourselves, how we communicate to others. Are we speaking our truth? when it's not convenient, when we need to stand up for ourselves, are we really playing out in the world like and saying the things that we believe in or are we just doing things that we think we should? Um, and also, um, one of the best mantras that I just love when it comes to this chakra is our words are like seeds. So what do you want to plant? So being very, very cautious and conscious of how you speak I hate, it makes me cringe when I hear people say like, oh, I could never afford that. God, that's so expensive. Clear and cancel delete. I'm not saying that universe. Um, but when I hear things like that, because it's like you are declaring that the universe's energy is neutral. So how it comes from you, they're going to match it. The universe, <laughs> that being there. Um, so being very, very conscious of your speech and how you want to plant things in your life via your words. Um, then next chakra, the sixth one is our third eye. And this is our Ajna. And this is an indigo-y color, bluish purple, really deep color. And this is where our space of intuition is. We are all intuitive beings. It's just, again, a matter of layers and layers being piled on these chakras or blockages from whatever we were taught via limited beliefs from our families or the limited beliefs that we created ourselves. Like, oh, I can never like trust. I have to see everything um, to before I believe it. I'll see it before I... What's that saying? <laughs> I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And it's like, actually, you should believe it and then it will come. <laughs> and that's super, super important to take into accountability here when we're talking about the Ajna because this is our third eye, our all-seeing eye. So we are all, again, like I said, intuitive beings. So we have the access to intuition, whether we consider ourselves psychic or intuitive or not, just because we are a soul, we have this ability. Some people are born with these really, really strong gifts and they're the people that are readers and psychics and healers, but you can totally train yourself to be these things. Trust me, I've taken some classes um, and courses and trust you can build your intuition. It's just a matter of getting quiet and still and listening. This is also the space where we perceive things, how we construct our reality through our vision. And now I'm talking about physical vision, but like how we literally take things that are going out in our world and how we digest them through um, our chakra system, through past experiences. Like what kind of eyes are you viewing the world with? Are you viewing them with the empowered, aligned, higher version of you? Or are you viewing them from a past, hurt, wounded space that's going to affect how your reality is, right? Our reality is how we perceive it. So uh, super important. Um, if you just like take your two... Uh, 
index or middle and your index finger, I call them your peace fingers, and just rub that space right between the eyebrows. You can say it's right there or in the center of the head. It feels really, really good. This actually activates our parasympathetic nervous system, which is the opposite of our fight or flight or stress response. So I really always like to have my students in yoga just like just to rub that space because that's what yoga is essentially trying to do. So you can just build this uh space by really really following those hunches intuition's like a muscle so we can't just go to the gym once and think that oh i'm gonna get strong and you have to constantly use it so sometimes i get intuitive hits and i just ask oh is this relevant to you and people are like oh my god how did you know and it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger so it's quite possible for you and the last chakra is our crown our sarasharara Oh God, this is horrible. I am probably a disgrace to this right now. Um, yeah, uh, just ignore that. <laughs> the how you pronounce the crown setus sahadas rara is how it's spelled. Um, but the crown, and it's kind of like a culmination of all the colors that we talked about. So it creates this like bright white light or like a uh, purpley violet lavender opalescent color and it's a culmination of all these colors and you can just imagine it spouting from the top of your head and this is a really cool chakra because this is how we connect to our higher power so whether that's god angels our universal team the universe whatever you like to call source your higher power i think it's a combination of all of those things so i say my universal team i sometimes use god i sometimes use my angels um and this is how you connect, how you are able to uh, really get quiet and in touch with that team of yours that's supporting you because we all started out as souls. And so that's really, really important. That's what I want to dive in for the next seven weeks together is that this body is temporary. What is really real is love. And we are beings of love. We came from the same universal source energy. We are cut from the same cloth. We're just each little unique little blips of that universal energy. We all have our own purpose. We all have our own lessons. We're super, super unique, but we have that one thing in common again, that we came from the same cloth, cut from the same cloth. So we this the body being the vessel of like this is one of the greatest books that if you love to read is journey of souls and it's like a really cool book that is about a therapist who um kind of just realizes when he puts his clients through like hypnotherapy they pretty much all go back to their past lives and say the same things like of how they got here and the my explanation of it and the way i digested it is that we come down here to learn. It's like we're up in universal Lala heaven land and we're just like, you know what? I'm going to go down there and I want to learn the lesson of unconditional love. I want to learn what it's like to be powerful and I want to really go through like some super big struggles in my life and I want my heart to be broken so that when I find love, I really know what love is. I know what unconditional love is. So then that's when we see ourselves in like heartbreak and just like disasters and tragedy in our life and we're like, what the fuck is happening? 
Well, your soul wanted that for you. Those were the lessons. And maybe you had to go through, maybe one of your biggest lessons is self-love. And you have to go through what it's not to understand what it is. And maybe right now you're struggling. And maybe this little challenge is a tool that you can access that self-love and come back to your soul and uncover those layers by really taking that spiritual layer or that spiritual route. Because honestly, I'm telling you as a holistic nutritionist, a coach, whatever you want to call me in my own experiences, but also witnessing other women, taking them through kind of the same type of journey, same format. You can't, it's food. Just if you want transformation, whether it be physically or just feeling good in your body, you can't just do it through food alone and exercise. It won't ever happen for you. I'm, I, I can tell you from experience, when I lost 85 pounds, I remember sitting there thinking like, oh, this is it? I thought weight loss would tackle this for me. I mean, yeah, I wore smaller clothing. I showed a little bit more skin. But I remember thinking like, I'm still lonely. I still don't feel accepted. I still don't feel love for myself. There's a piece of me that's kind of still disgusted by myself. And that took me again another five years to figure out like, well, how do I get there? Because I used food to block that light and then I stopped using food and then I turned to alcohol and then I turned to men and then I was like, holy shit, none of these things work. I'm just using them as a cop out. And that's usually where most women meet me. And I'm, this is a really cool tool and challenge for you to kind of just sample the kind of work that I do and why it's transformational. And whether that leads you to coaching with me or you going on this journey alone because you have a little bit more tools and access to your inner body so be it. So let this be a starting point. If this is a challenge that you're ready to embark on, I'm so excited that you are here. And I hope this little chakra 101 tutorial provided you some insights. So if you're interested in this challenge, be sure to follow me on Instagram. So my handle is eclectic.wellness. That is spelled E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C dot wellness. And then you can follow me on Facebook and on um, be sure to join the Facebook group when I mean, well, that's what I mean by follow me on Facebook. So search in the toolbar on Facebook, uh, nutrition for the soul, or you can just www.facebook.com slash groups slash nutrition for the soul no spaces. And between those two platforms, you'll get resources to little tips and tricks that you can balance these chakras, meditations, journal props, community, because women are going to be joining in. You'll have opportunities to win little challenges and giveaways, maybe free sessions, yeah, um, free products that I love, like Organifi, um, and other things that are super fun. And um I am just really excited for you to dedicate yourself to this, whether it's a couple times per week that you participate or you don't do all the weeks, just try to really take this seriously. I know like sometimes it's hard to keep yourself accountable on free challenges because you're like, oh, well, I'm not, I've got nothing to lose if I don't participate, but really show up for yourself. It's free. <laughs> the, these are real resources and real tips and tricks and hacks and things and practices that I do with my own clients that my clients pay for this stuff. And I'm giving you little snip of it, snippets of it for free. So if you are really trying to find transformation with loving yourself, feeling good in your body, maybe losing that heaviness, that energetic weight, that uncomfortable weight on your body that you're like I can't get rid of it and I know it's not me I don't feel like myself I don't feel good and I want to feel good be sure to follow along 
All right, so I'm gonna leave you at that. Have a wonderful day and thank you so much for tuning in. Sending you so much love and light.